Danny Weiser. I'm joined by my co-hosts Ellen Beck and Ty McGowan. What's up? What up? Hello. <laughs> Ew, what what up, dude? What, what up, dude? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, what have you guys been doing? Uh, Lights in the Heights was this weekend. It's my favorite, literally my favorite thing that to do in Houston every year, and it was the first year it's been back since 2019. Like, whenever I came home from college, I always look forward to going so, to it. Just one year off. They so, just like, a year? Yeah. So, the first year it's been back, Ellen. Be cool. <laughs> yeah, chill out, dude. <laughs> so, that was a cold year. I didn't get any lights on the heights. Uh, but basically, they just closed down two roads, and you just walk through it with some alcohol, and you drink all night. And if you, if you know That's someone fun. that lives on that street, they have, like, parties in the front yard and stuff like that. It was so fun. I got way too drunk that i needed to i was walking down the street yelling merry christmas like jimmy stewart and it's a wonderful <laughs> life uh, it was great yeah <laughs> it was really Love fun nice. i missed it a lot <laughs> i was in the houston area this weekend as well we went to go see friends for our annual um white elephant gift exchange um which has just kind of turned into us like giving each other like weirder and weirder ornaments and it's just become like a big ornament exchange Mm -hmm. a lot of diys um like really inappropriate stuff love it uh what's the most inappropriate ornament someone got can you say it on air (laughs) blast them dude just blast them on air dude um well cameron ordered a naked santa ornament nice that went around um it's not someone i want to see naked (laughs) And then just other things, other things that are like fully inside jokes, but like (laughs) makes one of us. (laughs) Danny, just kidding. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And then we went out. uh, (laughs) We went out in the Houston area to get do some like uh, Korean karaoke bars, and that was a ton of fun. Drank way too much soju and just sang my little heart off. Um, we what's learned your, about what's your go-to karaoke. My song? go-to karaoke song. I have a few. Uh, Dancing on my own is a big one. Okay. Classic. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but we figured out about I don't know halfway through that we could just cast like our cell phones to the TV in the oh. karaoke room. <laughs> so it became just like us YouTubing songs that we wanted. So it was like show tunes and Disney songs and me almost blacked out singing defying gravity <laughs> like <laughs> fully performing in front of all my friends so um good. and uh yeah we had a really good time but then we woke up real early the next day to all go to a group pole dancing workout class which was so much fun i'm very bad at it because i have no upper body strength <laughs> and surprise you kind of need that if you're gonna like pull yourself up on a pole crazy um, Crazy how that works. But it was so much fun. Like, all the guys went, too, and Cameron is very good at it. Uh, yeah, I heard he's going to be in uh, the next Magic Mike movie. Yeah, hello, Magic Mike. Um, <laughs> no, he did the thing where he, like, sounds killer. Where he, like, holds himself up and his entire body is just, like, out horizontal. Like Yeah, that's crazy. I can I could never. I, I was not able to even <laughs> attempt. Um, yeah, honestly, if I had some friends that were like, hey, we're going to a pole dancing workout class, I think I'd be, like, a hard, like, uh, no, I don't think I'm gonna do that. I'll just like hold down the fort here. I'll, I'll like sure meet y'all at a bar after. No, the group was pretty much evenly split, guys and girls. I mean, it's like our like close group of friends from college. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> but I am incredibly sore. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, lots of muscles that I never ever use, like my abs and my arms and my legs. Yeah. Can't help but notice you went to Houston, <laughs> did not call Ty. Interesting. She I was, was in a she was different part of, of town. But also, sure. what what am I gonna do? Like, sure I'm reuniting not. with like our really like our closest <laughs> friends and yeah. be like, "Hey guys, I'm you want to meet kidding. my friend Ty? We talk on Zoom once a week, yeah. and uh, I know like we're having big heart to hearts about like you know you're having a baby, and I'm thinking about having a baby. <laughs> but like, let's bring in Ty. You've never met him before. <laughs> we send each other Pride and Prejudice TikToks all the time. We're like best friends, basically. No, I tell you, yeah, that makes so much sense. Though. <laughs> I was not upset. I was not offended by it whatsoever. Um, I spent I spent Saturday in Dallas. Had to take mom to the airport in the morning. Love Field, thankfully, so it was easy to get in and out of. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of spent the rest of the day just putting around Dallas. Like I went to a couple bookstores and record shop, and went to the movies and. Which record shop did you go to? Home. I don't remember. Not that anyone who's listening cares, but I live really close to Josie Records, so. No, I I was on my way. I, I was in like McKinney. I was in like downtown McKinney. That's not Dallas at, at all, dude. Well, I mean, I was in Dallas and then cities. made my way up. And <laughs> I was in Dallas and then as I was making my way up, I was making st- like I made a stop in Plano. I made stops in McKinney. Like I, that was just kind of yeah. the whole the whole day. And this has been um, your Texas Geography Corner. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, I saw West Side Story in theaters. Yes. Okay. Me too. You go first. Uh, you should go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all of if you're not going to have a great reaction. But um, I love West Side Story. Like, already, it's one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorites. I went on Mad Up Movies to talk about it. And... Uh, so I got my tickets to go see it Thursday because I knew we were going out of town for the weekend. So I went at like a 5 p.m. showing on Thursday, like the first available ticket I could get. Um, and I absolutely loved every second of it. Um, I think if there was anybody that could have done this, it would have been Spielberg. And he did it so well. Um, like the changes that he made really worked for me. I know like maybe not for everybody. Um, and yeah, Rachel Zegler is just freaking fantastic i'm fully in the camp of the um mike uh faced who played riff mm-hmm. should get an oscar nomination <laughs> like i think yeah. him and um ariana i can't remember her last name um who plays anita absolutely should get an oscar nomination. well like i i they're two of the best performances and just like the whole thing was like just amazing it was fantastic I, I have nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah. Uh, we can move on. I, I, I didn't <laughs> hate it. Like, Danny, I, didn't I, wanna like know, I wanna know what you thought. I didn't hate it. It's not like one of my least favorite. Like, it's like, it's I, not gonna offend me. I didn't write the musical. I know. I gave it's it three stars. I gave it three stars, which it's not like bad. Three stars is pretty good. Um, I thought the visuals were beautiful. The set pieces were fantastic. The, uh, the use of color was so good. Um, I thought Rachel Zegler was killer, like sh- so good, like really incredibly impressively good that, and I wasn't expecting it. Um, and that's kind of it for me. Like everything else fell pretty flat emotionally. Um, I didn't really give a crap about any of the characters. 
none of the emotional moments hit and most of that was because like i just don't care about these people because i just, i don't nothing that they've done has made me want to connect to them you know what i mean um i get it the the plot moves so quickly yeah that it's easy to like not feel like you're stopping and like getting to know any of them yes you didn't you didn't there wasn't there weren't any literally any moments to like sit and stew and think about what you were experiencing and feel it and create any kind of bond or connection to anything happening on the screen which i understand like you're trying to tell a lot of story um in two and a half hours like I, i get the kind of constraints that were there but it just i guess in movie format at that for the it did just didn't work for me for those reasons i thought like ansel elgort was bad like i genuinely <laughs> thought he was really bad like every he was a wet noodle up there on the screen and i thought he was just so boring and lifeless the whole time yeah i thought he it, did okay as good as i expected him to but you i mean first sorry. west side experience like have you seen the original? no i've seen the old one yeah okay. i've seen okay. the original it was, I mean, it's been it's a while the- i think i was like probably in high school but i have seen it it's the same complaint with like the sort with Romeo and Juliet, right? Like they meet and immediately fall in love and immediately like yes. the most throw their lives. Away. Yeah, so yes, exactly. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So I mean, and to be fair, like I think Spielberg tried to give us a little bit more character, like a lot of the stuff with Tony, in particular, the scene where they're um, they're kind of on that date before they like profess that they want to like spend the rest mm-hmm. of their lives together, like. All that dialogue, you don't really get any of that backstory about, like, how he used to be real invested in the Jets, and then he, you know, doesn't want to live that life anymore. Like, we didn't even get that in the original West Side Story so much. So, the effort was made, but there's only so much you can do in a story that mm-hmm. is, like, flying by so quickly that, like, you're just yeah, not going to get the connection. Way too yeah. fast. I've literally, I've never cared about a movie character less than I cared about Tony in this movie. <laughs> I was like, he... Uh, I guess spoiler alert for West Side Story. It's the oldest freaking story. Of all. Like when Tony dies, I'm just like, cool. Who cares, dude? Like it, uh, <laughs> this bothers me zero. Like I could not care. And I'm a big crybaby idiot in movies. Like I cry at all movies. And then in this one, like the emotional stuff hits, and I'm like, the only thing I think about was like, wow, Rachel Zegler is doing great. And like that's it. That's that's kind of all I got. People are dying. Don't really care. Rita Moreno had a very, like, mm-hmm. very, very good kind of smaller part. And I thought she was great. But other than that, I'm just like. I get it. Three stars. I did cry, but I'm also a sucker for, like, a good music, like, mm. moment will just, like, make me cry. Even if it's not a sad scene. If the notes are right, I'm immediately how's, weeping. Like, how was the America number? Was it good? So good. good. Yeah, oh, my really God. Good. That's I mean, my they, just, they good, blew then, that up to be like it's yeah. it is huge. It's like this full, like through the streets of their you know their part of New York and God the dancing and like the direction is just so freaking unreal. It's yeah. yeah. What were the fight scenes like? Were they super dancey like the original? Obviously, movie? they're super dancey. Like, <laughs> like had real, they... like the first movie was. A- very dancey fight. I've scenes. never seen literally anybody spin as much as every character in this movie. <laughs> it's like they're walking f- from one part of town to the other, except they're not walking. They're just spinning. Also, yeah. the most the most That's realistic good. street fights I've ever seen in my life. The original yeah. West Side Story. <laughs> it's just a lot of like these are all good things you're saying. And, yeah, it's, five stars. I, 
I, five I started stars. giggling. The very if you're not <laughs> snapping and spinning when you're fighting, like I don't want it. <laughs> the very beginning of the movie, the jets are all like rounding each other up and like going to vandalize this Puerto Rican flag mural, and like they're all just like walking like they're tough down the street. And as soon as they do the little skip into a snap into a spin thing, I laughed real hard. <laughs> and nobody else in the theater was laughing. I was like, it's my bad. I'm so sorry. I'll get used to it. It just might take me a second. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> like unironically, no joke. Cool boy is one of my all time favorite Ooh, pieces cool in a musical. I hate that song. It's so bad. It's so bad and it's worse when Ansel Elgort is singing it. When like they're in this supposedly I loved like, the punch up they did when it's just him and Riff like fighting yeah. over the gun. Loved and it. And I'm not gonna give Wanna a lot watch of it again and again and again. Like <laughs> there's this super like emotional tense moment between like two best friends who have a ton of history and Ansel Elgort goes, uh crazy boy cool boy and i was just like oof dude this is the worst that's how thing. the song goes i understand it's <laughs> the way that he delivered it was the most cringy thing i've ever felt in my you've life you've never and said daddy to your best friend when fighting I over like daddy <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> i don't like this i don't like that song very much to begin with but it's the way yeah, that he delivered it made it worse and i'm even sorry it's not than a good song was. Yeah, it's awful, and I love every second of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, America was great. Uh, uh, Rachel Zegler doing "I Feel Pretty" was the best moment of the movie for me. I think. Not even Spielberg can make me like "I Feel Pretty." I hate that I song. I thought she was great. That was my bathroom break. It always is. I cannot stand that song. You don't like Ever it? Since... No. Like, what and about I think... when Adam Sandler sings it with Jack Jack uh, Nicholson and Anger Management? Maybe that didn't then. make you like that song. That maybe then, but you know, <laughs> as a kid, I had to perform a recital to "I Feel Pretty," and ever since then, I hate the yeah. song. Can't stand it. I don't have any history with it, so I thought yeah. Rachel Zegler was great. That was the highlight of the movie for me. So, but other, it's fine. Three stars isn't bad. I did. I'm not like trashing it or anything. It's not gonna. It's not gonna show up on my worst of the year list. I gave but. the original one three and a half stars, and I really don't want to see Ansel Elgort on screen so i he's can't bad, imagine man. it's gonna be over three and a he's half not for good. Me. no you guys i mean this is like a normal take if this is not like mm. very much your shit then like obviously three stars is the best i could hope for but like yeah. inject this into my veins i want it like <laughs> yeah, i love sure. it five stars for me <laughs> i'm also just staying out of the movie theaters until like i cannot tell y'all how stressed out i am about the new spider-man movie Mm-hmm. oh we got our tickets for the 17th i have so. to, like i have to see it before saturday at one o'clock because we're having like a cousin christmas mm-hmm. and my youngest brother is gonna see it and i know for a fact he's gonna get drunk and just tell everybody about <laughs> it. <laughs> very loudly yeah i'm pretty excited about that but other than that i've been watching a lot of christmas specials we're doing a rankings episode with ty's dad this week so that's gonna be really fun yeah robbie Shout yeah. out. Robbie so has built the... in his own algorithm to judge the, <laughs> the Christmas and new, new standard for all future rankings guests. is so proud of it. He is so proud of it. I, I will be so listening proud. to this episode big time. 
It's gonna be good. We we just we did it kind of like I don't know if you listen to the Harry Potter books episode we did with Meg like a long time like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago I think where we just like we're ranking the exact same list so we're gonna talk about everything beforehand and then give our rankings of it after because we're doing the same ten movies instead Ooh. of just all broad Christmas specials. I like that. So, Please tell me Muppets way... Christmas Carol is included. No, because that's a movie. That's no. not a special. That's a movie. It's over. It's over. What an hour? Oh, so we're long? talking about like the claymations and like yeah, the yeah. animated. A Grinch lot of thirty minute and, claymations. A lot of um, like peanuts Christmas like, hour long specials. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Christmas Charlie Charlie Brown one, Christmas, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, uh, Muppet Family Muppet Christmas, Family that Christmas, TV yeah. special that they did. Okay. Um, those. So it'll be fun. I'm excited. I had fun watching. It was a very fun like. I'm getting ready for bed. I'll watch a couple of these before I go to sleep. It was a very fun, like, nightly routine for a couple nights there. Also, yeah. apologize for making you watch The Snowman. I just saw that it was it one was... of the highest-rated Christmas scary? specials on Letterboxd. No, it's so sad. It, like, yeah. ends with the, okay, kids, let's Him make melting. you cry. <laughs> Is it Frosty the Snowman? No, it's just, no. it's this, like, English, like, this UK book, and they adapted it There's into no a Christmas words. special. Yeah, There's it's no silent. words. It's literally just Ooh, like a movie. Even more painting sad. Which is weird, though. Because it's silent, but on Letterboxd listed in the cast is David Bowie. So, like, I don't. He does, like, an, he does an intro. He does the intro for it. Oh. Uh, that's him? Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. It sounded that's older. what I saw. Maybe. I, I think know, I but... would put The Peanuts Christmas as my number one, just because, like, that's one of my favorite Christmas albums to put on. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't give any spoilers, yeah. but, uh. Yeah. We're in not case Robbie's far listening. Off. Yeah, I think you'll like this episode. I'm excited yeah. to listen. Uh, is there an F1 corner? Well, I don't care if you're Total Wolf or even Christian Horner. It's time for F1 corner. Yeah, if you want. Oh, is there? Uh, the <laughs> championship has been decided, folks. The season is over. And in a incredibly controversial end to the final race uh max verstappen has been named the world champion for the first time unseating the wrecked lewis hamilton you idiot (laughs) suck it Uh, lewis hamilton you suck dude (laughs) nerd you freaking nerd (laughs) that is the one thing that kind of sucks about this is like it has been insufferable insufferable to be online um (laughs) Amongst okay, all I this. get it. Fine, sorry. No, but it's like, well, <laughs> she basically just called this insufferable. No, not you two. I've been. It's been insufferable to be so online. Like everyone's just not everyone. There's some good fans out there, but you know, like with everything, there's bad fans. Um, and I'm I'm only supposed to be like a passive fan, but at this point, because of this, I have been. <laughs> I'm just getting deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole. Um, but no, it was a it was an interesting race. Lewis Hamilton led for the vast majority. Um, and then with like six laps to go, there was a wreck and they had to put out the safety car, which means that like in order to clear the debris, everyone has to slow down and they go behind like a safety car. And the rules are, you're not supposed to like gain or lose like position at all. You just stay at that, uh, slower pace until the track is safe again. Mm -hmm. Um, and granted, like, I do not know the ins and outs of this, but, like, from what I saw, also, like, between Lewis was in first place and then Max was technically in second place, but there were three or four lapped cars between them. 
like they had been like right. they'd been lapped. Yeah. yeah. And um so technically everyone's supposed to stay put, but um the powers that be, the stewards or whatever, um, they decided to make the decision that the lapped cars that were between Lewis and Max get out of the way behind the safety cars. That way, once the race could restart with literally one lap left, they could be right next to each other and give us like a good, a good lap. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me. That's That's like money. That's money. Yeah, But but if you're, if you're Mercedes and you're Lewis Hamilton and he had like a big lead, like there was no way Max Verstappen was going to make up that, that time and that space between them had they just been continuing to race like normal, not having to like slow down behind the safety car incident. But as soon as the safety car went away, Max who had fresher tires, which means he was able to go faster, just immediately just like skirted around Lewis Hamilton, did one lap ahead of him. The race ended and he became world champion. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. We so... take advantage of an open window, you know, that's what I mean, champions do. Isn't Lewis of... Hamilton like the greatest racer of all time? He's out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. There. So this is like if well, like not Tom, anymore, dude. this is like if Tom Brady got like a penalty, like a, didn't get a roughing the passer penalty and lost the Super Bowl. Yeah, whatever. You don't, you don't <laughs> I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I have no ever. interest. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a particular fan of either one of them. I just like watching. But like, um, yeah, the Mercedes team is like they're like suing the FIA, which is like the governing body yeah, of because <laughs> the one thing Mercedes needs more of is money right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're really hurting dude they're really hurting um yeah total when are wolf. the big companies gonna yeah. get a break <laughs> big car you know big car is just <laughs> in such a bad place these days <laughs> but yeah so a lot of controversy but you know i guess i'm happy for max he's i've been a max since day one dude this feels good i basically <laughs> won right there along with him who's the one that rode his bike everywhere because he's an environmentalist oh, or sebastian like vettel yeah that's my guy love him that's Seb. my guy he also got like a penalty because he wore a mm-hmm. lgbtq t-shirt he wore a pride t-shirt yeah. in a hungary at a protest that's my and guy he kept it on during the national anthem and they told him to take it off and he was like no they yeah. have anti-LGBTQ laws. I'm keeping it on, and then they penalized. Him. Yeah, that's my guy right there. That's my yeah. favorite racer. He's awesome. He like he. Where did he I finish this year? Uh, not great. He oh, drives for sick. Team Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dick. He he drives for Team Aston Martin, so he finished like middle of the pack. Oh, but he's like, yeah, he drives for the coolest company, so like <laughs> doesn't even matter. Well, the thing uh, is, like, he doesn't. I didn't realize need... he drove for Ford. He doesn't need to do <laughs> well. Drive for Ford. More of a Ram guy. He's kind of towards the end of his career anyways. Like, he is a former, like, four-time world champion and is spending, like, the last few years of his career with, like, an okay team just having the time of his life. If it doesn't have a Hemi, I won't drive it. (laughs) Ain't even a real car at that point. It's not even a 250. Don't even take diesel. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) But, yes, the race aside, the the last thing about this, because the season's over, so we're not going to have an F1 corner for quite some time. Unless mm. something big happens in their well, personal no, we have lives. Vacation. These guys right. go on ridiculous yeah, vacations. Yeah. So we, we'll we got yacht picks. If you don't update me on their Mallorca vacation homes. and Honestly, that's what I'm more podcast. interested in is what they do in their free time than <laughs> the actual race. I'll keep you up to date on all the yacht picks. Um, but no, they did, uh, they did a secret Santa amongst all the drivers, which they haven't done for a few years. And I'm like anxiously awaiting for that YouTube video to, to drop. 
I wonder if there's going to be any, like, like passive, <laughs> aggressive gifts between people. Because there's got to be, like, some kind of rivalries in there. I don't know. The one that I do know of is that, uh, so Daniel Ricardo, he's a pretty popular guy. He's from Australia. He has a ton of tattoos. So the guy who drew him for Secret Santa got, like, temporary tattoos of his face and sent them to Daniel Ricardo. So he showed up at the last race with, like, a picture of Fernando Alonso on his arm. That's pretty funny. Yeah, That's it was cute. That's good. Well, I don't care if you're Total Wolf or if you're Christian Horner. That was F1 Corner. Y'all come back now, you hear? Sweet. Okay. Uh, do we want to talk about the movie? Let's Might do as it. well, right? 25 minutes. We probably should. Huh? <laughs> All right. The movie we watched for this episode is Meet Me in St. Louis from 1944, uh, directed by Vincente Minnelli. Stars Judy Garland and Margaret O'Brien. In the year before the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair, the Four Smith Daughters team uh, learn lessons of life and love even as they prepare for a reluctant move to New York. Has a letterbox rating of 3.8 and a Rotten Tomato score of 100%. Wow. Of 33 total ratings. <laughs> 30? Only 33? Yeah. Not the one that has that been, <laughs> <laughs> been reviewed a ton. Um. So Ty and I, neither of us have seen this before, uh, but since I usually have to write the summary, we uh, we let Ty do it. Will this, this be time. the first month that Danny doesn't do a summary? It's been a minute. Da- Danny Perhaps. hasn't done one since the one we did after Thanksgiving. We it's don't know what's f- to come for the rest of the it's month. It's been a handful of episodes, dude. So since before Thanksgiving, he hasn't done a summary since before Thanksgiving. Feels good. We've been. I, too I, I deserved nice a break. I deserved a did break. You? you know what I mean. Um, but Ty, the summary is your responsibility this week. So whenever you're ready. Yes. This is my summary for meet me in St. Louis, or I like to call it little women, Judy's version. Um, (laughs) the Smiths are a happy family living in St. Louis. Rose is the eldest sister who is at the old ripe age of 20 and needs to find a man before she's an old maid. Esther, the second oldest sister is the life of the party and obsessed with the boy next door. Agnes is the sister that will straight up murder anyone who touches her cat. Tootie is just a young psychopath who will eventually grow up to become a serial killer. <laughs> like, straight up. And Lon, the big brother, exists solely to introduce John to Esther and take Rose to the dance. Literally the only reason he exists. Ever. Um, and we follow the Smiths throughout the year leading up to the 1904 World's Fair. That's pretty much it. Not a lot of major things get out of this movie. <laughs> That's There's kind of the plot. Literally yeah. nothing that goes that happens. We're just going from season to season, maybe. Like the whole main <laughs> plot of this movie, moving to New York, doesn't even happen. Spoiler. <laughs> just yeah. like nothing happens. Also, spoiler alert, like they don't really do anything at the World's Fair. It's just... Yeah, they just see the lights turn on. That's and that's it. it. <laughs> and guess what? what? To do. The guess two what? things we when know about Tootie... the plot didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> when Tootie was like, they're never gonna tear this down, are they? They did. They tore it down pretty fast. Sorry, That's like Tootie, all houses gone. now. It's gone, Tootie. I'm so sorry. Uh, all right, Ty, what did you know about this movie going in? Um, I didn't know much about it. So, like, I was kind of surprised because I knew, like, like I knew the song Meet Me in St. Louis. I knew the trolley song because, like, when I was in New Orleans one time, my, like, mom started singing it. And, like, we just, like, played it when we got back to the hotel. So I knew the trolley song, and then obviously I know Merry Little Christmas, but I had no idea Merry Little Christmas or Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was from this movie. 
and I had no idea the other two songs. I mean, I should have known Meet Me in St. Louis was from Meet Me in St. Louis, but like, <laughs> you think, yeah. I'm not that smart. But other than that, the only thing I know about this movie is it's on so many, like, this is a Christmas movie, but not a Christmas movie list kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was my question for you guys coming out of this. Do we, I mean, would you count it as a Christmas movie? It invented one of the most famous Christmas songs, so it has to be considered a Christmas movie. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It can be if it wants. I don't care. Like, yeah. It's like more, it. I think it's more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard, which I also consider to be a yeah. Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I didn't, I literally never heard about this movie in my life. <laughs> really? Never once heard a single mention of this movie existing. Did not know what it was. You just thought, have yourself a merry little Christmas, which is a song that Judy Garland did once. I don't know. I, just, I didn't even know she not? sung it. I, People I've write and sing Christmas songs all the time. I've only heard like Frank Sinatra sing that uh, song. Or I, knew, I knew it was a, a Judy Garland sang the first one, but like I didn't know it was specifically written for a movie and performed in a movie. I thought it was just like a, hey, somebody wrote a song for Judy Garland and it became super. Like I don't know. It how all the time? How happy were you when you press play and it was in color? Oh, it was a relief. <laughs> Honestly, it was a genuine relief. I press uh, play on it and I'll go immediately. My first thought. Oh, it's in color. Danny won't be mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I looked at the runtime and I was like, okay, it's a little longer than I was expecting, but sub two hours, that's good. Yeah. And then I pressed play and I was like, oh, yes, Lord. We're, we're in for a treat, folks. So that felt good. Uh, Ellen, what's your background with this movie? Yeah, so, I mean, I've always been aware of the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I think it was mentioned to me as a kid that, like, that's from... I knew who Judy Garland was because of Wizard of Oz, of course, and I, like, recognized her voice. Um, and then I honestly think, like, I first kind of, like, passive passively watched this at my Grammy's house because she had TCM on 24-7. This feels um, like a big, grant, like, watch this, this at gra- Grandma's house for sure. Yeah, Right after time. we watch The Sound of Music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think I just, like through osmosis just like knew some of the scenes in particular like the whole opening bit with the the phone call from new york um i think i've seen that like 10 times (laughs) like i mean yeah it's such a good scene um and then when i was whatever year the family stone came out i don't know if you know that movie families i've never seen that movie so the family stone it's a christmas movie i almost put it on the list um but it's with it's just like a Christmas rom-com movie that came out in like 2004, 2005 or some, something Does like that. Does someone get engaged? Yeah. That's yeah. the whole point. It's like with a, stone, the family it. stone. The yeah. stone. Mm-hmm. Is their last um, name also stone? Is it like a double meaning thing? Oh, I think their it? last name is also the stone. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> We're so good at this, That dude. is Sorkin level writing right there. <laughs> it's Diane Keaton. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good movie. Yeah. I enjoy it. Um, but there's a scene in it where... One of, um, they're all like adult siblings, like going home to their parents' house for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, dude, um, I've seen Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene in it where like the oldest daughter is like staying up late to watch Meet Me in St. Louis on like Christmas Eve. And, you know, she talks about like, oh, we're getting to the good scene. It's like the Christmas dance. And I was like, what's this movie? So I think that kind of like piqued my interest. And, um, yeah, I mean, like just, yeah, I watched it a few times over the years and just, I love Judy Garland. I'm a big fan of her story. It's just like such a quintessential, like her 
biography is so mixed up with like the history of Hollywood um, and like the star system and everything. Um, I wonder what we're going to get at Judy Garland biopic. I feel like that would be really good. Are you joking? Do we have one? Judy came out like two years ago. Renee Zellweger won the Oscar for it. (laughs) I've I've never seen it. I mean, it's not a full biopic. It's about like a a time in her life. It's towards the end of her career. Um, I've never once heard of that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Renee Zellweger literally won the Oscar for Best Actress. For for that performance. But you know, it didn't have a Renee Zellweger played Judy Garland? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in your your defense, it didn't have like a huge like audience release it's good but it's not for everyone it kind of had a small release it didn't really like i didn't watch it i'm not gonna watch it it wasn't like a big box office hit we need a greta gerwig directed biopic sure (laughs) we just need to pick who's who's the who's the subject anyone just give greta gerwig money (laughs) (laughs) search your own biopic by greta gerwig But Meet Me in St. Louis falls in in an interesting time in Judy's career, in her story. Um, She met uh, Vincent Minnelli, who's the director here, who went on to become her husband and the father of Liza Minnelli. Um, And she had, like, because she was, like, a child star who, like, did a ton of work as, like, a teenager and then, you know obviously wizard of oz but her appearance was always like being altered and changed to make her look like if you think about like what her face looks like in wizard of oz versus in this it's like quite different and the makeup artist that they hired for meet me in st louis like took off some of like the prosthetic ending to her nose that made it look rounder and took off the caps on her teeth that made her teeth not look whatever all these things that like studio had done to like change her appearance for film they had this um, <clears throat> makeup artist that kind of made her look more like herself for, even though they did like mess with like her hairline and she wore like a wig and everything, but it was like, it made her feel like really confident. And ever since then, like that makeup artist had been like in her contract for like every picture moving forward. So it was like kind of a turning point for her as far as like her personal journey and like the sad story of Judy Garland. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, I, it's, I love this movie, and I I'm glad that I was bullied into picking this instead of White Christmas last week. <laughs> I do love White Christmas though. I wouldn't have been mad with that. <laughs> uh, let's move on into our highs. Ellen, do you want to go first? Just kind of keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm, yeah, lots of highs for me. Um, well, I mean, I guess we can like continue just with Judy Garland. She's just such a legend, and like she like. She's so good at her job when it comes to performing, like singing and dancing and commanding the, you know, the stage, the soundstage, whatever, leading people in music numbers. Um, Just she doesn't miss a beat. And like I saw this video once about how she was like bothered by the wig that they put on her and you can see her like messing with it during uh, the trolley song, but she does it to the beats So Mm -hmm. she's, like, annoyed with her wig and, like, trying to flip it behind her shoulder. So, But she does it, like, in between the middle of, like, choreography. So it looks like she's just being, like, sassy with her hair. But, like, everyone knew that, like, she was having, like, a bad day. (laughs) Apparently she also (laughs) did the trolley song number in one take. Yeah. 
Nick yeah. Nuts. I wouldn't be. That's like I the mean, most complicated number in the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> Not surprised by any of that. Like she, I wouldn't be surprised if she could have done all of those numbers in one take if they didn't need to like make cuts. Um, but yeah, she's. I am not like a, a, you know, authoritative person in like, you know, Hollywood history, although I love to consume stuff about it. But if you're interested in more, like there's a really great episode about her and just more episodes about like old Hollywood and you must remember this. It's a really great podcast and I highly recommend like going back and listening to the early stuff. Um, but yeah, but moving on from Judy, um, I just, I love the set. I love their house. Like that house just like lives in my dreams it's just like a sweet like homey feel and even though like my grandparents house didn't look like that at all feels like my grandparents house when i'm like yeah. watching that movie um and i truly truly adore tootie she's one of my all-time favorite movie characters Tootie's fucking crazy she's <laughs> nuts dude <laughs> I want, I want a I want a, a sequel to this, but it's 2D like in her twenties. Like in her I late twenties. I love it. Like I mean, bad parenting aside, like a five year old who just like is out in the world running amok with all of the confidence that a a human being could possibly have. Like she just rides around with the guy who sells ice and thinks and it's really funny to like pick on him and go, Mr. Neely and like mess with his job. Murdered. Like <laughs> saw this guy got shot and the blood just spot out of him. Like what is wrong? Why are you so desensitized to this? She thinks it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> when she like, when she comes downstairs during the party and demands to sing a song for everyone and it's about yeah. like being drunk and they don't <laughs> think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, most confident TV character or, or movie character of all time. Do y'all know the story One behind of... her getting this role? Yeah. TV? Yeah. yeah. I have it, I have so it coming like... up in the fun facts section. Okay. But you can go ahead. All right. Well, she was like already very famous like child actress. And her mom was demanding more money from the studio. And the studio, tr- to try to bluff that her mom, they announced that they cast one of these like light engineers like one of the engineers on set they cast like his daughter as like a bluff and Tootie's mom just like held out and they ended up giving in to her demands but then later (laughs) on while they were filming that same light engineer dropped a light like tried to drop a light on Tootie and he tried to kill her and they took him out to a like insane asylum did like they kill got, him? Oh, he got. No, like, he got, he took like, him out he literally <laughs> tried to kill Margaret O'Brien because yeah. she got the role over his daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like by dropping a big ass light on her on set. Like, no, on it's the craziest set. behind the scenes story I've ever heard. So about. nuts, dude. <laughs> so oh, crazy. Man. The, the studio just used his kid as bait, gave her that hope, and he's like, you know what? gonna kill this kill child. this child and i guess he pled Ooh. insanity because he went to a mental asylum he didn't go to like prison yeah because that's attempted murder yeah, yeah. Holy of God. a child of a, of a child, child. <laughs> <laughs> you know spite is a is a nasty thing uh but she says one of my favorite lines of dialogue of all time when the dad announces that they're moving to new york she says it'll take me at least a week to dig up all my dogs dolls from the cemetery <laughs> Yeah, I, I was. I thought about dog, using that as the final show, or as the final quote for this episode. 
You should still use that. Or my yeah, other favorite quote of all time um, from uh, from Esther when uh, when Truett can't go to the dance with her and she's like, I don't hate you. I just hate basketball. Yeah, yeah that was going to be in my eyes. Like I will be using the I hate basketball gif like Esther saying that every time the Mavs lose for the rest of my life. Yeah. I will just be posting. I will be texting so the Esther saying I hate basketball to Brian and Tobin. Um, and I do, I do love at the end of the movie when Warren just storms into their house and just like demands that they're getting married and just just yells, "I love you!" He points <laughs> an then, accusing finger right at I love you. and looks so angry. Just goes, "I love you!" It's so good. Man. And then the grandpa's like, "That man's going on his honeymoon. He's too excited. He's gonna forget you." <laughs> oh, and the grandpa. He's oh. the best. There man. is nothing the better grandpa. than a movie with a great grandpa. Like seriously, funny grandpa. Movies with great grandpas are and so like, good. The 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 funny dynamic amongst this family when they're all sitting at the table and like with it starts off right away with that scene where they're like waiting for the phone call for Rose and then they're like just joking with each other and like making fun of each other and like all the way to the end. It's like I love the dynamic there. And it's like they didn't have to have it, but it really pushes the story forward. Like, yeah, I also loved how they presented it. Like, everyone's in on the joke except for the dad. The dad's like oh, oh. one step behind <laughs> everyone. <laughs> well, they're like, we got it. We have to eat dinner early because he doesn't need to know about this. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah. Also, it phone- did like it took me a while to figure out like, oh, there's no AC in 1904 because yeah. the whole time he's like, I want to take a cold bath. I'm like. Why? Why do you want to get a cold bath? That sounds terrible. <laughs> but I had to keep reminding myself, oh, they don't have AC, so it's like yeah, still it's hot Very in hot. the house when he got back, yeah. when he got inside. <laughs> or like when uh, when she gets off that phone call at the beginning and she's so sad and they're all just sitting in silence and uh and Ethel says something like, Who makes a long distance phone call just to check on someone's health? <laughs> and it like breaks the tension and it's it's just so great. <laughs> I also love that they just were like literally shouting at each other on the phone. Oh my god! They just like had to yell at the top of their lungs. Screaming like, I can't hear phone. you. It sounds like you're in the other room. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> Any other highs, Ellen? Um, yeah, I just I love this movie. Um, I, yeah, it's it's not one that I watch like religiously every year, but it mm-hmm. does feel like a nice treat when I do. Sweet. Ty, you want to go ahead? Yeah. Um, Judy Garland, number one. I mean, she just steals the screen whenever. Mm-hmm. Like, in any movie she's in, she just takes over. She's in total control of everything. It's it's amazing. It's so great to see mm-hmm. her on screen. Yeah. Um, Meet Me in St. Louis slaps. Like, the song <laughs> slaps so hard. Like, immediately when it came on, I was like, yep, let's go. Let's go. I was bobbing my head. I love that song so freaking much. <laughs> Um, everything looked beautiful. I don't know if this was because I don't have a 4K TV, but like the whatever like version of this movie is on HBO Max is awesome. Like looked mm-hmm. amazing. All the colors and 
I love like when when they would go outside. Such a weird thing to like, but like when they would go outside and the contrast between the dirt road and like the grass on their front is so vivid. So cool. I loved it so much. And their outfits, like good lord, like all their outfits for the World's Fair, just over the top and amazing. Amazing that people wore that that much layers in like in the summer. The dead heat. It's like shorts I will say should have that, been, like, been invented like way before, <laughs> way before this, way before this. <laughs> they could have, I mean, I don't, I don't know why, but like they could have designed Judy's costumes a little, a little better. They, she seemed kind of homely in a handful of the scenes compared to Rose and like compared to some of the other girls. Um, but then again, I guess she's supposed to be still like quite young. Yeah. And Rose is like Rose the is one 20, that's 20. So I'm assuming Esther is like. 17, 18, I don't know. Something like that. She's got a, what did she say? What did Rose say? Like, you can't, she was tr- talking about kissing John. Oh, and yeah. uh, she, it's like, it rubs off your your blossom. The bloom. Bloom, the bloom. Bloom. And she's like, yeah. I got too much bloom. I got too much bloom. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I like that line. <laughs> um, oh, what's, okay. Oh, John. The worst flirter in movie history. <laughs> I like your perfume. My grandma wears it. <laughs> you got a real strong grip for a woman. <laughs> just the worst. Like, how did she not just, like, have second thoughts immediately after <laughs> when she was turning out the lights? <laughs> oh, man. So bad. Uh, the Little Sisters were my favorite part of this movie. Mm-hmm. They were hilarious. And that Halloween scene oh my god halloween was fucking wild back in the day like are you kidding so like the tradition is you go around you throwing make a flower fire in the middle of the street and then you throw flour on your neighbor's face and tell them i hate you and then you go have ice cream like that's yeah. the when they did go halloween around, get they go better? around quote unquote killing their neighbors by like throwing flour in their face how did halloween start out worse than what it is today <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts and then Absolutely i didn't understand like i didn't understand any of their costumes they were wearing like that main kid who's running the gang was dressed as he was dressed like a woman but then he had that big pirate mustache and like a eye patch or something <laughs> i mean i don't know turn of the century costumes were just like literally anything that's not normal clothes i think <laughs> so it's like they were just like i'm a dead man i'm a ghost lady i'm a pirate woman i don't know like <laughs> could you imagine if starting a bonfire in the middle of your street was still a halloween tradition <laughs> nuts absolutely nuts we're burning all the old furniture by small children. go throw a chair like, like nine-year-old children <laughs> yeah that's then, who started this bonfire judy's five years old she goes i'm the most horrible and throws a chair judy, into the fire <laughs> judy immediately comes back and she's like almost crying she goes I killed him. I killed him. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so stupid. And that old man that she threw the flower at, who's like supposed to be the scary guy, she throws it and he just stands there and just kind of like chuckles to himself. Yeah, what do you do to a five-year-old? And the dog's supposed to What can you do to that five-year-old girl? The dog's supposed to be terrifying and it just pans to the dog. He's just eating the flower <laughs> off the ground, which is like what most dogs would do. <laughs> Honestly, if a little kid that was just like 2D walked up, 
said, I hate you, threw flour in my face, I would just laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, all right, what else do I have? There really is nothing better than a movie with a great grandpa. Like, we already talked about. Like, yeah. a great grandpa makes a, a huge difference in a movie. It, mm-hmm. It's so good having a good grandpa. Um, thank God Judy changed the lyrics to Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. Which yeah, used to I have be. The ori- I have the original lyrics written have down. Have yourself a blessed little Christmas. Have your, that guy. No, it used to be have yourself a merry little Christmas. This might be your last. It's very dark. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I've, she I've, wouldn't sing it yeah. to 2D. She was like, I'm not yeah. going to do that. So they changed the lyrics to the song for the movie. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. Can I didn't you imagine know much about singing that on Christmas? Than... Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be this your last. Be last. <laughs> That's awful. I didn't know much about that. I knew that the 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 writer for the music he didn't get all he hated like the studio system and like the greed and the self centeredness and the competition of all of it. And he became like a really devout Christian and like went on to go change the lyrics like have yourself a blessed Christmas and like sell it to like gospel singers. But I didn't know that it was about this may be your last. I didn't yeah. know that part. That was the original <laughs> lyric. Jesus. <laughs> And Judy was like, she was supposed to sing it to Tootie, and she was like, I'm not going to say this to this kid. And like, oh, yeah. She that. literally, I, I, have go, it, I have this quote written the down. The original, ver- the original version was so lugubri- lugubrious that Judy Garland refused to sing it. She said, if I sing that little Margaret will cry and they'll think I'm a monster. So I was young then and kind of arrogant, and I said, well, I'm sorry you don't like it, Judy, but that's the way it is, and I don't really want to write a new lyric. But Tom Drake, the boy or who played the boy next door, took me aside and said, Hugh, you've got to finish it. It's really a great song, potentially, and I think you'll be sorry if you don't do it. So I went home and I wrote the version that's in the movie. The original lyrics are, have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year, we may all be living in the past. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Pop that champagne cork. Next year, we may all be living in New York. No good times like the olden days, happy golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us no more. <laughs> but at least we will all be together if the Lord allows. From now on, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. So it was all just it's like, so let's try to enjoy tonight because tomorrow's going to suck. <laughs> it's We're also either going to be dead like, or in New York like, like or both. <laughs> if that movie was made, like if that song was the one she sang, we I don't think we would have known about it unless you watched yeah. Meet Me in St. Louis because that yeah. that version is so specific to the plot of the movie mm-hmm. that I think like that's not a like that's not something you hear every time you turn on the radio. radio on yeah right which is I mean, crazy it, to think it explains about. more of why Tootie went running from the room sobbing but you know. honestly yeah my next my last <laughs> highlight my favorite scene Tootie's immediate reaction to not wanting to move to New York is decapitating a whole family <laughs> it was like, like doesn't even go for we like the her. body immediately just goes for the heads of all the snowmen it's an objectively <laughs> like incredibly a funny bat. visual to see a five-year-old murder snow people with a baby was so fucking nuts in this movie i loved it she was so chaotic it was and it didn't fit like this like era of film or like this like vibe of this movie at all and i loved it so much she just likes, like, yeah, like kicked down the door and demanded that this character be a thing. And, and apparently, this like was. this movie is based off real events. Like this movie is based a real off family? these essays that 
this person wrote about their family in the New Yorker back in like 1942. Oh, wow. And like all of the stuff Tootie did, a kid (laughs) in America really did. An American hero. (laughs) Oh, my God. There should be a statue of that kid somewhere. (laughs) Like kids like literally cannot do that kind of stuff anymore. There's just it. No. That type of kid was truly of an of a certain era but honestly though Love i TV. wish i wish like my little brother had been that kid now i don't <laughs> wish like if i ever have kids i have a 2d but like i wish my little brother was a little more chaotic like 2d <laughs> it would have been way more fun <laughs> oh so fun God, so, I anything love else? That kid. no what were yeah. your highlights uh i think you guys have mentioned all of mine um <laughs> i uh like I have a lot written down, but they're all just like, sh- again, I'm uh, st- like steering more toward the stream of consciousness with my highs and lows. Just something happens in a movie, I'll just say what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah, Tootie is an absolute trip. Is Margaret O'Brien the best child actor of all time? Ooh, it's like Margaret really? O'Brien or Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, those are the I mean, two honestly, those are the two Corey Feldman was a great episode. child actor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I laughed really hard at Judy Garland's face when Truett says your perfume is exactly the kind my grandmother uses. Judy Garland's face was perfect. Just so like, <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? It's really good. I love your uh, perfume. My grandma wears it. Yeah. Really, just her face was so instant and just perfect. Um, this prankster ass grandpa is great. Uh, I have a lot of just a lot of them about the grandpa. Uh, shout out feminist lawn who had just at one point random was like, she can go to the dance with whoever she wants, which is not what I expected dude in 1903 to say. Yeah. I love lawn. I mean, he's barely in the movie, but he's, yeah, a, he doesn't he's a do good much, older brother. Yeah. I always like forgot like their first dinner scene on the New York scene. I was like, wait, who, who this is, is this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lon is basically just the, may I introduce my sister to other character? And Lon, yes. what a great name. What a sh- great nickname for Alonzo, Alonzo, which is already a great name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have this in all caps. LOL, I thought the grandpa was going to let Truett borrow his tux. Th- so, so did I. I. So too. That's what I thought he was leaving. That made way so. more sense to me. <laughs> The the grandpa was taking her. I was like, what? That's not what I was thinking. The first time I saw this, when he was like, my tux, I was like, oh, great. He can wear his tux. (laughs) No. Did did y'all not think like immediately like he he doesn't have the tux. Okay. He's obviously going to have to have this heart to heart with their dad and borrow their dad's tux. Right. Like that's the first thing I thought. And then that didn't happen. And then the grandpa did that whole thing where he's like. You know, a, a tux, tux needs to go out and yeah, dance. You know, a guy doesn't wear a tux. You know, a tux wears itself and blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, what a great grandpa. He's going he's gonna <laughs> to let uh, John borrow his tux. And then, like, and I'm going to pick you up at eight. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Grandpa? He's like an 80-year-old yeah. dude at this high he school dance. He wants to dance. <laughs> yeah, kind of ruled. Um, what the hell Lucy Ballard rules? The coolest character in this movie, maybe Lucy Ballard or Lucille Ballard, just showing up at this dance and is like so nice and friendly and reasonable, like kind Alon's of out of nowhere. Girlfriend? The the yeah. one that was just like, okay, y'all are stupid, y'all like each other, dance yeah. with each other. <laughs> she just randomly shows up and is like, oh hey, there's a voice of reason here. That's fun. Where's yeah. she been this whole time? New York. Uh, with these dance she cards. lives in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and then Esther dancing with clumsy dorks is a form of karmic retribution was very funny and good. Watching her just be literally whipped around by all these clumsy idiots. I like how the last sport. kid looked like he was maybe 12 years old. Right. Like, <laughs> did not look like he was in high school. Grandpa just comes yeah. over and starts fucking with him, talking about China. And he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, that's great, dude. I'm dancing with the older girl. Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, a plus movie grandpa, one of my favorite movie grandpas ever. Uh, the have yourself a merry little Christmas scene is fantastic. It's the best scene in this movie. Have I think. A merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. lighting and just like the whole thing the setup so of her just singing to just it's not like an end of camera but she's looking just just beyond it real soft lighting perfect little spotlight mm. yeah. there's also like a pause like it's almost like you know the song's coming and then it like for two seconds she doesn't start it and then she starts mm-hmm. it like i don't know i don't know how to explain that but there was like a yeah, moment where i'm like oh i thought it was gonna start right there and then <laughs> she started singing it I really like that. She's just a consummate, like, perfect performer. Like, Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. great. Uh, 2D murdering the snow people with a baseball bat is objectively the funniest thing that happens just in this movie. Taking their heads off. It's an incredibly, like, emotional scene. This kid's clearly going through a lot. And, and she's, I'm like, laughing truly so sobbing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just laughing super hard at this small <laughs> child murdering snow people with a baseball bat. Like, really intricately designed and, like, sculpted snow yeah. people. These are not, like, three spheres on top of each other. Have like, y'all ever yeah. seen snowmen like that? Like, no. ever? No. Like, so good. in real life. I'm sorry. Anywhere. Last year's the last year I saw snow, so. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, and then it was mentioned, but that guy storming in and pointing an accusing <coughs> finger right at Rose while yelling, I love you. It's just so funny. We're getting I'm married. Marry you, Rose. <laughs> And I don't want to hear anything else about it. And then he leaves. <laughs> Storms out. He doesn't stay. Doesn't go Doesn't get an answer. Doesn't even get close to her. He's like 40 feet away this whole time. And, and then the dad goes. immediately, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh. There's something about like in these like romantic movies when a man is just like overwhelmed by these feelings of like love or like pining and he doesn't know what to do so they just like yell it or like take it out and it sounds like they're really pissed off but they're like don't know how to handle it it it's very reminiscent of like that bit in emma where knightley just like throws himself to the ground because yeah. he's just like mm. overwhelmed with like being in love with this woman i just oh i love it i live for it <laughs> yeah, it was so i mean i i liked it too because it was like the dad did the same thing like right before he was like everyone down here everyone down here right now we're Staying not moving in to Louis. New York, and I don't want to hear one thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> New York doesn't have a patent on opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, any other highs before we move on? Um, okay, that like one joke. I can't remember the specific joke, but when when they're having the New York phone call, and she said someone else was in the room, and the grandpa just lifts up the the tablecloth and like, <laughs> "Hey, are you down there?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of my favorite i love that so much also one of my favorite lines that i just thought was so weird was when i can't remember if it was john but it was someone's like 
that Welsh rabbit was ginger peachy. Yeah, I want to start weird. calling stuff. Ginger that was peachy. definitely John at the end. That was the like, uh, I don't want to leave, but I should dweeb. probably leave yeah. this party. I want to start like yeah. going out to eat and be like, those fajitas were ginger peachy. I'm telling you what. <laughs> I'll fight you if, we, if you do that while I'm near. Okay, you, listen, Daddy O. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Stay cool, boy. boy. Stay cool. Crazy boy. Cool boy. Oofa <laughs> doofa. All right. Uh, the Got only, a the rocket only other... in your pocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, that stay line. Cool, the, boy. How did we not talk about that line in the song I'm when we were talking about? It. Got a rocket in your pocket. Yeah, I was trying stay not to cool. talk about Angela Woodward saying that. Honestly. Uh, the only other little sort of fun fact I had that hadn't been mentioned is uh, fifty million dollars in nineteen oh three, which is what they said they put into well, the into the World's Fair. Wasn't it? But they said fifty. I thought oh, I it was 15. 50. 50 million dollars yeah. to build the world's fair in 1903. Is today about 1.5 billion dollars. I mean, that makes Imagine sense. Spent, that's so much money to just yeah, put but into Yeah, but if a you fair. think about it like I, I guess we don't do the world's fair anymore, but it it was literally like every year it would be at a different place. So like one year it was in St. Louis, one year it was in Paris, like the famous yeah. the most famous one was in Chicago, mm-hmm. like the city they had lights. The, they had the Hemisphere, which is like World's Fair, but I guess just North and South America in San Antonio in like 1968 or something. Yeah. I went to speak exhibit about it. Yeah. And it cost like so much money because they, they pushed people out of their homes yeah. and the city you, just demolished all these houses and built this giant park and like. You have to yeah. cater for like literally like think about the Houston the world. rodeo, <laughs> which is like the biggest rodeo in the country, but like. This is like for like literally the entire world like gears yeah. up and goes to this. So you have to cater well, to an entire. It's like a. I mean, I'm trying to think like what's the equivalent like um like carnival in. In Rio. Is that in Rio? Yeah, like some something along those lines where it's like the whole world comes. And yeah, like, I mean, I don't even people? think we have anything. I mean, Rio. Not I mean, carnival. Like the Olympics. The, is the, the Olympics, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Olympics. Yeah, Olympics is pro- it's exactly that. Except it's honestly yeah. it was bigger back then. It was, yeah, and people yeah. spend, countries spend billions of dollars on getting the Olympics ready, yeah. Uh, Ty, do you want to go start with your lows, if you have any? Um, I don't really have any lows. I mean, there was just some, like, like I feel like all the guys in this movie felt, like, weird. I don't know. They feel like they didn't fit for some reason like they were they didn't have half the social like, skills that these women did it's well, a bunch like, of white bread whole milk mayonnaise ass boring dudes well i mean which is a great way to describe st louis in general because you know <laughs> fuck the cardinals <laughs> but like know. it's I just guess. like there's just something about like literally every guy except for the grandpa it felt like they were in a like almost in a different movie giving a good performance mm-hmm. like uh, i don't know it was something about that also just not a big fan of St. Louis because of the Cardinals. I just don't like any anything St. Like meet me in somewhere else would have been great. <laughs> but okay, yeah. I'm sorry, but rivalries run deep, and I hate Albert Pujols and I hate the Cardinals. It's just a part <laughs> of me that will never die, and okay. <laughs> part of me that uh, will uh, never like St. Louis. All right, no matter fair. what. I mean, not fair, right. but sure. <laughs> Ellen, do you have any lows? Uh, no, no lows. This this movie I, is like warm soup on a cold day. I love this movie. 
I have a bunch of like stuff that I wrote down. Like a cold bath on a hot day. <laughs> cold bath on a hot day. I just I got home from work and I'm going to take a cool I... bath. <laughs> Why are we eating now? <laughs> Who the hell has a time dinner? I'm sorry, but this isn't Downton Abbey. You can eat whenever you want. It's not set. If you had a Katie, you would eat at the same time every day. <laughs> oh, also Katie. Katie. Iconic. Katie was great. Katie. <laughs> did anyone cast Katie? No, we, I just did. Um... Catherine on. Han would oh, have been the, Han, perfect, all around. the yeah. perfect Katie. Like for Paul all Dano us. probably is who I would... Paul Dano, Paul Dano been is a, 2D. Paul Dano would have been a great... The guy who drives the ice truck. Yeah. No, Paul <laughs> Mr. Dano Neely! Really sense, you know? right. Can I go? Is it my yeah, turn? what were you saying? Yeah, Sorry. Turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote a bunch of stuff down, but very few of them are like actual movie complaints. They're just like, what the hell is going on here? Type of moments that I had to put down somewhere. Uh, the very first thing that happens in this movie is two women eating spoonfuls of ketchup. Just yeah. Wait, why They're haven't we talked about? Yeah, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Fills like six They're just jars. Throw it back, ladles of ketchup. The first it's thing, so weird and gross. The first thing we have to talk about: the consistency of the ketchup when the they pour soupy it. ketchup. It looks like tomato soup. I'm convinced that the soup that they only get to each take one bite of before Katie takes it off of their plates is just ketchup. They're just eating ketchup. That's what I thought, too. That's exactly what I thought. I'm, I'm still convinced that well, they were when just it started, eating ketchup and calling it soup. I thought that, like, maybe... And the grandpa the wanted it time, more watery. They, yeah. For the longest time, I thought that ketchup meant something else in 1903. Like, was ketchup tomato soup in 1903? No clue, dude. Do you think... I'm just picturing them taking, like, shots of Heinz. <laughs> Do you it's think so weird. that's the same? And it was such a big pot of ketchup, too. It was like the <laughs> biggest pot. Like, that's like yeah. what like my family cooks jambalaya in. Like, that's yeah. like the biggest pot I've ever seen. Do you think the owner of Whataburger watched this movie and was just like, yeah, sweeter ketchup Fancy would actually ketchup. be better? Because <laughs> that's the whole thing. They were like, no, it needs to be a little bit more sour. And I'm like, no, no, it's got to be sweeter or spicier. Like that's it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be sour ketchup. It's just so, I was just so taken aback by them just throwing back ladles of ketchup. It just really set the tone. For and I love how to... no one liked it. No one. Everyone's like, yeah. needs it's a little flat. Uh, it's a little. It's a little it's this. Too it thick. A it's a little not sweet enough. It's very weird. Uh, first introduction to this little girl is I'll stab you to death in your sleep and then I'll tie your body to two wild horses to be pulled apart. What the fuck? So crazy. That caught me off guard so fast. I was like actually starting to get a little bit bored with this movie and then that happened and I was like, oh, no, I am 100% Four minutes in, dude. And then in comes 2D. That's mid ketchup scene. No, that's Agnes. That's the other Agnes. Yeah, Agnes did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Agnes weird. also dark. Dark things going on with Agnes. <laughs> terrifying children. <laughs> um, the dad's a dick, of course. Everything about the dad just sucks. Yeah, but he's he's a funny asshole. He's like a bumbling guy. He's not like, he's not like uh, Mr. Banks in um, Mary mm, Poppins. Yeah. Danny hasn't seen the old like, one, have you? Have you still uh, not seen the old one? I feel like I watched it when I was a kid. Um, like well, he's not like, like Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks was just like an asshole to be an asshole. Yeah. He wasn't funny about it. Had this no one, connection with his family. <laughs> like he was yeah. so 
funny about being an asshole that it was like hilarious because he was always two steps behind his own family that he clearly thought he had full control over. Yeah. Well, there's two ways to be like the man in a in a household full of women. It's take the grandpa's approach where you just like go with the flow, make jokes, and or you be the dad and you're just like bumbling around being like, why do I not have any control here? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to. I got this job in New York for you guys. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. <laughs> How did every house in the early 1900s not just explode all the time? There's just gas running throughout <laughs> the entirety the of the house to light these lanterns. <laughs> just like every single room in this house has multiple gas lines running to it. Just constant fire so that you can illuminate your house. How were they all not exploded and died? They have to turn the lanterns off every night and like turn off the turn gas off. lines. <laughs> that many gas lines all over your house with that old-ass plumbing? It's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, but that old-ass plumbing was new plumbing then. Yeah, but it was, like, not as technologically advanced and up to safety standards of today's plumbing. It's just, like, God, it's terrifying to think about. I wonder if those those houses had to be so drafty that they just, like, it didn't didn't even worry about it. There's there's air constantly just, like, blowing through the house. Think about it. It's summer in Missouri. Missouri gets just as hot as Texas. And... Like, there's no AC. Like, yeah. you have and to fire have, like, everywhere. every window open. Yeah, gross. <laughs> um, yeah, could you what imagine these... what that house smells like during the summer? So bad. Grandma's it smells like ketchup. Well, <laughs> essence of, like essence ketchup. of violet and ketchup. And, and old-ass ketchup. Yeah. And sweat. And, and boiled mothballs. And boiled cabbage. <laughs> boiled, yeah. yeah. I can, who has ever said, oh, I smelled that boiled cabbage. It smelled so good. Like, I've <laughs> yeah. never heard that. Uh, what what are these demon children doing in the street? Like what what a horror film scene have this I is in your lows? In the middle of this, this is like one it's, of my well, favorite. Scenes. It's more of just like a. These are all just like what the hell? Like where do else what, do I talk about? What this? did like, Halloween what used to be? Yeah, yeah. It's just I kind of like, wish this was Halloween. Halloween. Like, oh, look Population's at these cute big little now. children Could that are like off. working. Look at these cute little kids that are working really hard on their costumes, and oh, they're setting fire to the neighborhood. What's going <laughs> on? <laughs> Menacing the neighbors by throwing flour in their face. Yeah, I want to bring uh, that back. If I ever have kids, I'm gonna tell them to do that. Uh, <laughs> I'll fight your kids, dude. Like, you don't need candy. You need to throw this fire in flour. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Uh, Rose randomly throwing French words into regular conversation just got on my nerves. She's like, I really like Rose. Uh, she was going through a hard time. She was 20 and not engaged. Okay, (laughs) could you imagine? Could you imagine that? She was about to have to go to college. (laughs) And she wasn't engaged. Yeah, that's the road you take if you're not engaged. You end up in college. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm over an hour in and all they've done so far in this Christmas movie is complain about the heat and celebrate Halloween. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas part like, doesn't come until the out. last 30 minutes of the they, movie. They don't, it, it's not even winter until an hour and a half into this hour and 50 minute movie. <laughs> Christmas movie for sure. <laughs> Uh, the biggest struggles faced by this family are that they have to move to New York because their dad got a huge promotion and Esther's boyfriend doesn't have a tuxedo to wear to the dance. Those are the big two, like, yeah, tragedy <laughs> Nothing happens in this movie. Literally nothing happens. Yeah, that's what it's like when you're upper class in St. Louis in 1903. 
Yeah, Life it's is like all a, about who are you going to marry and who are you going to go to the dance with. It's like a snapshot movie where it's like there's not a plot. You're just kind of like experiencing life with these people. Mm-hmm. They're just like boring ass white bread people, except for the demonic children, and funny grandpa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but that was it. None of like again, none of those are like legitimate actual major complaints about this movie. They're all just like a lot of what the fuck <laughs> type of moments <laughs> that that I experienced. But anything else before we move on to recast? I do. I want to point out, I think it's funny that you noticed that that was in your lows that like nothing happens, but mm. like your favorite genre movie is coming of age movies. I, which, like, I love, no, but I it's love snapshot movies. Cause when it's done right, like in days yeah. of confused, literally nothing happens, but you don't notice that nothing happens. Like mm-hmm. in this, yeah. you kind of do notice that nothing happens. Cause <laughs> they're just the most white bread people of all yeah. time. It's just like, it's very funny that you would point that out because your like yeah. favorite movies are coming of age movies where it's like the I same love, thing. Yeah. I love snapshot plotless movies. Like what you happens have in to Booksmart? Be, you have to be following interesting people. Nothing happens like, in Booksmart. Like nothing happens in Booksmart. But right. it's just so like compelling. these characters aren't as just yeah. You have to be following like interesting, ice cream fun, people of all time. dynamic people. <laughs> but yeah, these are the most like generic ass Oh, no, I have to move to New York because my father got a raise. Which, oh, like, God. by the way, like, if I was a, if I was 18 years old and my family was like, I'm moving to New York, we're moving to New York, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's move to New York. Okay, we're wealthy there's now literally and moving nothing, to New York. It's a 1904. There's nothing past here. Like, there's literally <laughs> nothing past here. Let's move to New York. Yeah, goodness. True. Well, yeah, the, well, the World's Fair was to celebrate the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, so it well, was called the Louisiana the Purchase year uh, ex- anniversary of the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, ex- exhibition. <laughs> but it's like, but no, but that's the thing. Like California is still a thing. Now. Nothing changed in the in the landscape since the Louisiana Purchase, except for this one city, like yeah, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, do we want to get onto our recast? Yeah, I think this is gonna be for me. This is gonna be a very boring recast. It's just same. Just like, tie her up. Um. Yeah. So I recast the the parents, the grandpa, John, Rose, and Esther. Um, I did the same, except not the parents. I, I just did John, Rose, and Esther. I had a hard time recasting this, to be honest. Oh, mine I had, was so. I easy. had someone I in mind for the grandpa that I wrote down pretty easy. So yeah, this I also is, don't have backup. So if Ty took any of mine, then I'm screwed. Yeah, Let's so see. this is someone that like this grandpa. I just want it because he's getting to that age where like he can start playing the grandpa in movies, and I really want him to start doing that. J.K. Oh, Simmons. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I just, I, he's, yes. he's 66. Like he's right at that age where he should start playing grandpas. And I think he would be such a good grandpa in like yeah. any movie. Um, Mr. Smith, Hugh Jackman. It's a musical. You got to sure, put Hugh Jackman cares. in there somewhere. And literally you could play that role. And it would also, be the dad was not good at singing his song in the movie. So put <laughs> Hugh Jackman in there. Yeah. Could, be, could be Russell Crowe. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he did. He sounded more like Russell. If this movie was cast today, it'd be Russell Crowe's the dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Miss Smith, Jessica Chastain. I don't know. She has red hair sure. and can play a mom. Why not? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Um. And then for John, Alex Wolf, cute boy next door. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. Yeah. I he he also looks like he could have terrible flirting banter and still pull it off. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then for Rose and Esther, I went with a uh, two sisters, like real life sisters, Elle Fanning for Esther and Dakota Fanning for Rose. The only because I heard Elle Fanning singing Wrecking Ball by Molly Cyrus. She was really good at it. Yeah, she's a good singer. Yeah. You upset, Danny? I didn't have backup. Shut up, dude. Don't talk to me right now. There's another sister duo I thought of, if you want it, Danny. Really? You go ahead. I need to think of Esther and a Rose now. One of them is about to play The Little Mermaid. uh, Chloe and Haley. Barry. You go ahead, Ellen. Okay. Well, I'll start so out there for you. Go last now? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go last now. Okay. So, well, now I, I'm like. I'm, you want me to text I've, you one, Danny? You want me to text you my backup for. No, I've got an Esther. I've got an Esther. I need a rose. Well, now just, I feel like anyone. I should come up with a grandpa, but. Um, just who? Just think of someone who would, you would love to see play a grandpa in a movie. Um, or grandma. Love, you could. Or grandma. Yeah. J.K. Simmons was a really good one. Um, I don't know. Shoot, I can't think of one. I'll maybe by the end of this I'll yell it. Um, but okay, so for John, I also came up with someone who's like a very white bread guy who I think would be like terrible at flirting. Uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Nice. I feel like he's currently bad at flirting. Like, do you follow his Instagram? Yeah, where he him just posts pictures and Zendaya Zendaya cannot, that's like super cringe. It's this like, cannot dude, be a real couple. Like yeah, this is like, this dude, is you gotta PR. Stop. Like you're only He's... doing this for Marvel. Like you gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So for Rose, I went with um, Dove Cameron. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, even though they look nothing alike, who cares? That one could be adopted. But for Esther, Rachel Zegler. Yeah, there had you to go. Do it. That's a good one. Yeah. I know we just recast her like a week ago, but I don't care. It's all I can think about is West Side Story. So who did we? Did we recast her? What movie was that for? One of you guys cast her in something recently. <clears throat> I haven't. I don't. Yeah, I had never heard of her before. You cast. Her I in cast her in something recently, didn't I? Yeah. Well. All right. Uh, well, my. <laughs> it was Asian the Broadway. I, <laughs> you did something where it's like only Broadway people. What movie was that? Um, you only cast Broadway people. High Fidelity, maybe? Yeah. No. Right? There wasn't a spot for her in High Fidelity. I don't know. Um, I'll go on with mine, though. Mine's very now hastily and slobbily thrown together. Uh, my grandpa is Donald Sutherland. Oh, Donald I, Sutherland. I, is such a, <laughs> yeah. He's already a great dad him. in Pride and Prejudice. So exactly. Like, I just be, want him to play the role yeah. he did in Pride and Prejudice, but funnier, which he could do. Yeah. So. Uh, Truett is just a uh, generic, dorky, boring-ass white boy next door. So Ty Sheridan, because that's, <laughs> yeah. exactly, that's exactly who he is, is boring, dorky, white boy next door. Did y'all think John Truett's voice sounded about 10 years older than he actually looked? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, very much so. Like, multiple times in that movie, I was checking for, like, lip syncing, because I was like, this, there's no way this is this guy's voice in the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. I have to have people who can sing. Uh, I'll go with the the people that I kind of always go with. My rose is Haley Steinfeld. My Esther is Olivia Rodrigo. There okay. you go. There you go. I know they can sing. They could pass as sisters. 
I was really banking on Dakota and Elle Fanning. I did not think that Ty would take that from me. I really also, well, see, that's, like, I was that's a lack of preparation on my fault. I was gunning for people who could pull off red hair because I love the mm-hmm. line of, could you imagine if I was a brunette? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I also, love that the, line. Those two sisters just like belong in like, I don't know, Victorian England or like, I can so easily see They belong see them in a Jane Eyre novel. Yeah, exactly. They, they should absolutely be in a J. I was literally so Jane Austen. Yeah, <laughs> Jane Austen. My review of this was originally going to be <clears throat> Pride and Prejudice, um, Judy's version. But I mean, Little Women is already... it's Little Women Judy's version. Oh, no, no, I, I was, was going like... to do I was going to do Pride and Prejudice America's version, but that's already Little Women, so I just went Little yeah. Women Judy's version. I was tempted to just like out of you know. I'll do a bit and be like Timothy Chalamet's for Sharon and and uh, Florence Pugh. Honestly, <laughs> oh my god, it. Timmy could have pulled off awkward flirting so well. So well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I don't feel good about that, but man, I was really bad. Yeah, that him. this is gonna be. <laughs> it, this is like one of those movies where it's almost like it's so old that you can recast it, but it's also just so specific to every actor that it's just. It, it won't be the same. It's hard without. to recast. It's also like we don't have a lot of like really like big stars yeah. that are like song and dance musical theater performers that are of the age that like Judy was when she did this. You know, like, yeah. I mean, the fact that we just got West Side Story. I mean, like Rachel Zegler is going to be thrown into like Every stardom. Episode. But like, but like we, yeah, but we don't have a a long list of like young 20 something women who are like known household mm-hmm. names that can like do song and dance numbers on the no, screen. Cause like that's na- why I nowadays go it's with like, yeah, yeah. Nowadays it's like, Oh, did you know blah, blah, blah could also like perform sing? and sing yeah. and dance. Like that's kind of how it is now. Well also like we don't get like five, six musical big movie releases a year. Like, I they wish. used to you know oh i wish too that wouldn't that be great yeah um yeah i mean i was like almost tempted to be like there's a few performers that i know that are like working on broadway that have like one or two tv credits and i'm like would love to see them in this but like that would have been a really boring recast for you two to listen to you know like what then ben platt as as john <laughs> yeah or ben platt as 2d because you know he's a he's a real young guy <laughs> he yeah. can play young he, he can really play young Unbelievably looks so young. <laughs> oh wait, I think I I think I'm changing mine. Uh I just Googled can Sadie Sink sing and apparently yeah. So we're going with uh Sadie that was Sink my for the tenth time we're on this show. Sadie's, I, I mean seriously, anything. like who is better at this point? Who's like the best like nineteen yeah. twenty year old actor right now? She's the All one. Right, so Sadie Sink is my Esther. It's like Sadie Sink and Caleb. Caleb McLaughlin. Like, yeah. that's what you got. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of it, folks. All right, so who's my who's my rose, then? Nah, just uh, keep the same rose. Zoe Deutsch. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. Any other thoughts before we move on to letterbox ratings? Cool. Nope. Um, no. Ellen, go ahead. Yeah, five stars. Nice. Love. Ty. Absolutely love. 
yeah i actually really loved watching this i think this is I'm gonna so become glad. a part of my christmas routine like closer to the actual christmas eve so i'm gonna give this four stars and a big red juicy heart on letterbox I, I really like this one nice uh yeah i think i'm gonna add this to my halloween list okay <laughs> <laughs> this is oh so this was scary for you this is on the uh, scariest world. Did you well this is those... a little bit of the nightmare before christmas effect it has, <laughs> yeah, has halloween tim... and christmas and it could play it for either one tim burton also, Harry Potter, this, Sorcerer Stone. Like, yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna make nightmare before christmas yeah meet me in st louis nightmare before christmas and harry potter and the sorcerer's stone same vibes <laughs> genreless <laughs> Uh, I give it three Straddles and a half stars. The two holidays. Wait, I want this. Le- wait, Danny, I want you to create a letterbox list that movies you can watch on Christmas and Halloween. And Halloween. I want this, I, I and I want at least ten movies. movies on it. Oh, you could come up with more. Uh, but I give it three and a half stars. I liked it. Oh, yeah. It's good. Sort of boring at times. Uh, kind of a boring family, but a sweet movie, and the music was great. So what was half is good. What was everyone's favorite musical number? I think mine was the trolley. I think mine's the trolley song. Yeah, trolley was so good. She's just performing her butt off. And like the fact that she did all in one take, I'll never get over it. It's crazy. Uh, All right, Ty, you get to pick next week's movie. Yeah, this was tough. Okay, so I was deliberating between like four, five movies. Three of them, both of y'all haven't seen. So... Now, kind of going between that, and it came down to two. There's, like, one, like, classic, like, very, like, old-school movie, and there's one that came out, like, a few years ago. But we've done a lot of, like, old-school movies. So I'm thinking we're going to go a little bit newer. We're going to watch The Night Before, which was on my Christmas list we did for rankings and my dad's Christmas list. It's a comedy with Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Justin Oh, yes! Okay. I love I'm this here movie, for it. and I think it's so it's so much of a just a random comedy movie that you can just recast it with anyone, even though it I came think out a few years ago. I, I, not... I love it, and y'all try to figure out what this is an adaptation of. It's an adaptation of a classic Christmas oh. thing. So, like, y'all figure that out while you're watching it. See if y'all can figure it out when we watch it. Okay. I uh like I know I've never like paid attention to this movie but i feel like it's been on at a christmas party i've been to once but i like didn't catch any of the dialogues i don't this i'll be watching this fairly yeah pretty much for the first time i just love that we went through like classic like we went die hard i thought you were gonna say mimi in st louis (laughs) then i'm going seth rogan comedy let's go Here for, it, here for it. I thought you were going to pick The Holiday because Danny hasn't seen it. No, and so I haven't seen That's an seen all-time that. favorite of mine. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen it. it. Oh, seen you it. haven't seen The Holiday. Yeah. No, my so second choice was The Shop Around the Corner, which is the – that's what um, – uh, oh, my gosh. All I can think of is Sleepless in Seattle. The, You've Got Mail. You've Got, got Mail, mail. Mm-hmm. is an adaptation of The Shop Around the Corner. I know – I randomly know that bit of trivia, even though I've never seen this before. Yeah. But, I mean – but y'all should watch Shop Around the Corner. It's great to watch during Christmas. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Stewart, he's a classic Christmas actor. But Night Before, <laughs> I love this movie. It's one of my favorite movies. It was in my top ten. It was in my dad's top ten. I think he had it higher than me, but I'll, I can't wait. I can't wait well, to maybe watch should it. We, maybe we should have Robbie on that episode, too. Just double yeah, guest. I mean, he'll Rankings leave <laughs> Maybe, Rankings we'll see. And our show. <laughs> None of the show works, Ellen. Yeah, okay, so we would have to record that tomorrow. So are you going to stop this and watch the <laughs> night before? 
no. Well, can he leave us a voicemail? <laughs> yeah, he will. Well, he'll leave us a voicemail. But who's gonna do the who's gonna do the uh, summary? Is it gonna be Danny or is it gonna be Ellen? I'll do it. Danny, we know. talked about how we've Should given we him too much of a break. Though? Should we keep no, going on a streak? What? See how long. Listen, I'm not gonna complain about. It. If you want to keep not making me write the summary, I'll happily not write it. Because he's gonna do it every week. <laughs> Pretty much. We said that when we started this, and he hasn't done it in like six weeks. So I give know, him the damn summary. It's a fluke. I think it's a fluke. I think we should see how long you can keep it going. What if Danny writes it and you read it? Because last week you wrote it and Danny read and he, it. Okay, the last we'll time. do that. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to read his his summary. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're ready to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you for watching the movie with us. Our theme song is Glass Auditoriums by Doc Ellicott. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Email us at wswampod at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchmoviepod. Until next time, you'll be safe with me. I've got 12 guns in my room. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Oh, if you've killed her, I'll kill you. I'll stab you to death in your sleep and then I'll tie your body to two wild horses till you're pulled apart. Oh! With my high starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high upon my head, I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. With his light brown derby and his bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men.